Welcome to another episode of Are You Ready for Another? The ongoing conversation about life, beer, and what lies ahead. So, Kevin, how's it going? Pretty good. Um, just, I didn't really do anything today. I, I, I don't, my, so my work schedule has changed, so I don't work on Wednesdays now, but I have to work on Thursdays. Oh, so um, that's, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> And so with all of this shitty weather, I just, I literally have not left the house all day long. Like, I spent half my morning just watching YouTube videos, so. <laughs> that sounds like a good day, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> spent half my morning. <laughs> Probably, we'll, we'll cut this out. Melissa didn't hear that. <laughs> right, right. No, honey, I, I was doing laundry all, all this morning. Exactly. I, yeah. Exactly. I was working <laughs> working up a sweat. So what beer are you starting out with? Uh so right now I have uh CBC Bodie. Um and it is it's actually Melissa's favorite beer. It's a double IPA, uh-huh. which I think I think it's pretty pretty tasty as well. Um but like it's funny because in previous episodes like I I kind of searched out like oh what beers should i drink tonight and then tonight i'm just like okay what do we have in the fridge yeah because (laughs) i haven't left all day long so (laughs) no i did the exactly the same thing we were yeah doing finishing up the baby room and stuff so my sister and brother and their families came over and Uh i i didn't have time to go scouring for some unique thing so right I'm rocking the good old bush light right now. <laughs> oh, that is a classic. Yes, exactly. It's only a 12 ounce. I'm not doing any of the tall boys right now. <laughs> not yet, anyways. Not yet. <laughs> I'm looking at the Beer Advocate uh, page for bush light. <laughs> it's Beer Advocate scores a 1.87 out of 5. <laughs> it is rated as awful. <laughs> oh, man. This this is, ex- I, you know, this is exactly like last week when I was saying how I... I I don't Yelp places except for when like the reviews are purposely bad. Like right, I want to create right. a beer advocate account just to like give Bushlight like four and a half stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I re- I remember seeing one time you were drinking Bushlight and you you checked it in on Untapped and you gave it like five stars. <laughs> and I forget what you had said in the like the review or whatever but i remember mike responded like he was so bad yeah he had he had some response to that it was hilarious yeah i don't know i i think you'd agree um there's always a good time and a place for you know light traditional you know quote unquote mm. crappy american beer whether it's Bud yeah. light or or something but uh bush right. light is kind of my go-to um you know, I, I think in college that we always drink Natty Light or Natural Light is its full name and stuff. But uh-huh. for a while after that, for some reason, I switched to Miller Light, I think. So if I went to a bar, it, oh, that was it. it. Bars just didn't ever carry Natty Light. You know, it'd be like, yeah, especially yeah. a draft or something. So I'd be like, uh, I, I didn't ever love Bud Light. So I, I would get a Miller Light or something. But right, I don't right. Know. Um, <laughs> Because isn't it Coors Light or something that that you can't you get really bad hangovers with? Yeah, I can't do Coors Light. Like, I I have honestly I have not like tried to drink Coors Light in a long long time. Yeah, just because I just I don't know. I think I probably had a really bad experience with it. That's probably it. Uh-huh. I probably got like really drunk off of it, and it's just like. You know that that's burned into my memory of that taste. Yeah, in, of, yeah. of course, light. 
it's kind of like me and Chinese food. Uh, you know, I had a, a bad experience in New York City with Chinese food, and mm-hmm. it kind of just stuck with me. Anytime I smelled yeah. it, or you know, <laughs> I, right, I, it would take me back. But I was going to say back to the natty natty light. Do you remember? Am, am I just making this up in my head? But Lodge Bar up in the Arena District, yeah. didn't they have like natty light? Didn't they have something like that? Like, and we thought it was like the coolest thing because you could get it at a bar. It, you, you're probably right, and you know, yeah. of all the places that would have had it, <laughs> Lodge Bar <laughs> right, <laughs> seems right. like it would have been one of the ones. Uh, yeah. But I, I can't remember. And yeah. Lodge Bar is no longer around, right? It's, it's no, no, it's it's completely gone. Like I don't even think that building's there anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All so right. I saw a, a hilarious um, p- uh, picture today that uh, I was going to send Tori. And so it was a eel on a musk. Oh, like God. The, an- the, <laughs> yeah. the animal. <laughs> and so it said Elon Musk, my favorite kind. I, I feel like depending on what mood you caught Tori in, he would like give a good-hearted chuckle to that uh-huh or he'd be like that's fucking stupid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i thought it was pretty hilarious because it was like an eel riding a musk yeah <laughs> no I, I think our listeners get the joke kevin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> i'm just trying to paint the picture yeah right exactly <laughs> <laughs> so what are we going to talk about tonight so I think tonight will be all about the the great automobile and all of our experiences with it. Yeah. Because I, I, I feel like we could make multiple episodes oh, of sure. just talking about cars, but um, I think we'll we'll give one episode a try, and, and I'm sure if we have more to talk about, we'll, we'll delve back into this subject. Yeah, yeah. So you recently um, test drove a Model 3, didn't you? Yeah, when um, Katie and I were in Hawaii, uh, I took two days off work and uh-huh. walked around the area and saw that there was a Tesla deal. Uh, excuse me. I walked around the area and saw that there was a Tesla dealer, uh huh, maybe a mile and a half away from my hotel. Right. So I looked into test driving, man. I went there one day, just wanted to walk in, see what it was like. Yeah. And it's a, it was like three stories, kind of a cool place. I don't anybody that's been to a Tesla dealer. It's kind of funny because they only have three cars, you know. Like uh-huh. <laughs> they have the Model X, they have the Model S, and the Model Three. Mm-hmm. And um, so you're in there, you can sit in the cars. Um, and I, you know, the people came up, they had iPads and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, you know, would you like to test drive one?" I was like, "Sure, you know, could I do it tomorrow?" And yeah, he said, "Yeah, let me take a." Or I asked if I could test drive it that day, but he's like, well, we have to schedule it. You know, it's not like a normal dealership. Gotcha. So, and they might've like had a time, like an hour from that point or something, but I, Uh I didn't Uh feel like waiting around. So yeah, they scheduled me. I went in the next day and (laughs) I get there and you know, they come out and it's like a concierge. They're like, Oh, Mr. Moyer, um, you know, what temperature do you like your car at? And I was like, "Uh, I don't know. Uh, 68 degrees and he's like okay <laughs> and he's like now would you like a w- fresh water or you know anything to drink ah. and i was like okay i'll, I'll take a water you know yeah. and it was just a bottle of water but um right 
you know, I meet my driver mm-hmm. and he's walking me through this kind of like mall complex. And I was like, oh, of course, you know, they probably have the cars parked somewhere in the parking garage. Right. You know, they can't have them like, you know, it's not like you're driving through the mall area like, yeah, it'll yeah. take it out and stuff. Right. So we get to the car. The car's already running. I mean, you can't hear it, but when we get in, he's like, "Yeah, the car's already running." And then you know, you can see it's already at your temperature and uh-huh. <laughs> all this stuff. So he was just using his phone, you know, to do all this stuff. Um, yeah, cool. and then it was like an hour and a half drive. I I drove the performance model Model Three. It was super okay. fast, super awesome. <laughs> now is that the the performance model? That's like the the top the top trim level. Uh, for the Model 3, yeah. Okay. And I think okay. each model has, like, their top trim model is their performance version. Right, know? right. It's like, yes, the Model S starts out at 60000 but yeah. you can buy a Model S decked out with the performance and everything for, like, hundred like forty or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they call it the performance. So it's, it's, a, it's a dual-motor, all-wheel drive. Okay. So normally, if you buy the cheap one, it's just rear-wheel drive motor. Um, but if you buy the all-wheel drive, it's actually two motors. So one for the back two wheels, one for the front two wheels. Mm. That's pretty cool. But the, just the Model 3 performance, the acceleration is 0 to 60 in 3.3 seconds. Jesus Christ. So, you know, um, it, it was it was fast. I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, you haven't been in one, right? No, I've I've actually never been in one. I know, I mean, just from like watching videos and stuff. Like it's I I feel like that you have like a sensory disconnect because you're like how am I moving this quickly and there's not like a loud sound attached to that speed yeah like it, it <laughs> people say it's like the bizarrest thing to like yeah because like, there's not even like I, I'd say the worst part of it uh, well at least in the Model Three was there was no engine to drown out all the other noises yeah. So, it's not a perfectly quiet, so it, it almost makes the road noises louder because you're not hearing an engine, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if you're flooring it and you hit a bump right. or a pothole or something, mm-hmm. it, it just accentuates that noise. So that's probably my biggest complaint. I don't know how a Model S does. Maybe it's a lot yeah. better because, you know, it's twice as much and stuff. But Right. Um, uh, but but just, I didn't even I didn't even floor it to 60. Um, the guy kept trying to get me to do it. And part of me was like, oh, this guy must do this all the time. You know, uh-huh. I see a cop over there. He's probably like, no, it's fine. The cops let us do whatever what. But then, like, I start going fast. And I'm not flooring it. I'm just, like, going right. fast. I go zero to, like, 45. And it was just like, oh, my God. That was so fast. And the yeah. cop, like, does a U-turn and, like, speeds up, like, really close to me. And I was like, okay, I'm so glad I didn't listen to the <laughs> test driver guy and go <laughs> zero to 60 as much as I wanted. Because it was a, right. it yeah. was 35. So I was already going 10 over. But I went 10 over and like... A second you know so I, okay. I i'm sure the cop was waiting for me to like take off you know yeah <laughs> but but it, it it it's such a i don't know i you know the last car i bought i i had a particular style in mind i wanted this package i wanted this added on i wanted this and this and this right mm-hmm. and good luck trying to find that particular model you know how dealerships work it's like you go to a dealership and you can be like, I want to buy a car. And they're like, here, we have these three on the lot. And it's like, well, no, you don't yeah. have the one I want. I want to right. buy this car. And they push you no matter what to try and find one for you or do something. Like, like they really don't want to order one from Ford because you know, yeah. they don't get their um, 
whatever their incentives and all that stuff that happens mm-hmm. and stuff. So mm-hmm. like I don't know. And so you're always compromised a little bit, like whether it's the color unless if you are willing to wait. Yeah. You know, if if you're willing to wait for six months, a year, you know, I, I know our friend Joel when he got his Acura, I think he bought it directly from Acura. So he waited like seven months or something, you know, like okay. <laughs> and he got exactly what he wanted, collar, all that type of stuff. So Right. But what's nice with the Tesla is it's literally like I could buy this fifty thousand dollar car with Apple Pay right now and it says <laughs> it'll be ready in like uh in Feb well yeah that doesn't seem right. Oh maybe it is. Maybe that's how back order there. It says estimated delivery February. So, <laughs> and okay. I assume that means February of next year, but maybe, maybe it means February right now. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I don't know. was, was this just a, um, like a spur of the moment decision or were you like, um, I'm going to go to Hawaii and then test drive a Tesla. <laughs> like, was it was it premeditated at all, or was it just um, completely spontaneous? Well, I love test driving cars. I I probably, I mean, hell, for one of my birthdays, um, Katie asked what I wanted to do, and we went test driving in cars all over, like Columbus <laughs> and Athens and stuff. And these aren't fancy cars. It's not like I'm I'm driving bmws or not even right. a three series i'm just like test driving cars that i think i might like you know or okay. might buy. so you know yeah. i t- test drove a focus i test drove a fusion i test drove an escape i test drove um all of the subarus you know the outback the the legacy yeah. everything and mm. it was just a day of test driving cars <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's just kind of fun because it's like i don't know i you, you don't own this thing, you know, you get to experience yeah. it and you get, you get to be really picky with it because right. you're not really buying it. You're just like, you know, I right. really don't like this. don't like this. And, um, so I'd always wanted to test drive a Tesla and, uh, Katie, uh, uh, the company she works for, um, Katie represents certain States. So like she has Ohio obviously, cause we live in Ohio, but Hawaii is one of her States. And so she has to travel to Hawaii not mm-hmm. a ton, but maybe once a year, um, excuse me, uh, travel to Hawaii maybe once a year uh, for work. So I get a semi-free trip out of it, you know, because the room's paid for. We have to pay for the flight and everything. But Yeah, yeah. So while we're there, I'm, you know, if I'm there for a week, maybe three out of the four days um, I'm working <coughs> uh, from home and stuff. And there is a local office for my company. But, you know, it's not like there's anybody there that, that I know. But I, I do go in because it's nice to go into the, the local office for my company, yeah. you know, that's in Hawaii, you know. so That's pretty cool. So that was fun. But but anyways, the last two days I did take off because I just kind of wanted to explore and walk. And whenever uh-huh. I do go to places like that, I just like to walk everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, that one day I was walking and I saw that there was a Tesla dealership and I was just like, huh, yeah, <laughs> check them out and. I hadn't seen the Model 3 in person yet. I've been to a Tesla dealership before, but at that right. time I had only seen the the other two, but Right. And I I've been interested in the Model 3 because like I'm like so on the get rid of gas train for my vehicle, right. you know. I I've, uh-huh. I've never been a what is it, a petrol head or anything like that, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I like cool cars and stuff, but I, right. I th- to me like Tesla's kind of like that mixture of the technology's cool plus it's fast plus it looks cool. Yeah. It's not yeah. a Honda Insight, you know. I, I I love my Honda Civic, but you know, <laughs> for for years electric vehicles were like 
weird quirky things to stand out i, I don't know mm-hmm. and tesla was like the real first one to be like hey we're just gonna make you know a model three that i'm assuming it's competitors like the bmw threes of the worlds you know mm-hmm. um and i don't know i just think it looks like a cool car but you know i don't know what do you what is what do you think about it um i know you you're more in the cars than i am yeah like i mean i i you know, I haven't like actually sat in one or 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 test drove one like you did, but um, I mean, I one, I mean the the first thing I think of is is the giant iPad that's in the center of of that vehicle. I I think that's really cool, yeah. And I almost feel like um, so we've been looking at cars recently, and it's funny how like you kind of like ah, that screen's so small, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like you you get accustomed to a certain size screen in a vehicle and it's just like with freaking TVs like after a while what you thought would have been fine you're just like well ah, it's kind of small you know <laughs> like I you know I, I don't know I don't know if I'd really like that I can't I can't really see the backup camera too well yeah you know, looking at this <laughs> tiny screen but uh, but yeah I definitely want to I definitely want to test drive one and I think I still think we should we should go up there and do it. Oh, we definitely should. It. So what What do you, you know, the screen is one thing, but that's like, that's a relatively new thing, right? Um, mm, like the yeah. screen size. Because like you said, the TV, you got used to a larger TV and now you go back and right. like, oh man, I can't believe it's a small TV. Mm-hmm. But are there things that you look for um, in a car? Like when you get in a car, you're like, oh yeah, like, uh, I don't care about anything else, but they've, they've got really nice ashtray or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean to me it's all about the fit and finish with the vehicle. Like I don't want it to feel cheap. Like I know vehicles are made on margin and yeah. they're trying to put the cheapest thing in and possible and and all of these things, but like I really appreciate vehicles that may not even be luxury vehicles, but just vehicles where you just feel like everything is like good like materials like just you know there's no weird gapping with yeah. things it's just it's all and so i mean that's that's what really gets me going it's it's just the the fit and finish of the vehicle like yeah is um is there a brand that you can think of that in your mind you're like yeah they always kind of e- even if you don't like the styling of the car but everything else kind of you know meets that criteria of fit and finish. yeah um, you, you know what? I don't, I don't know if I know of a particular brand that is like consistent across the board. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will say like, so we bought, uh, a year ago, we bought a Honda fit, which Honda fit is essentially the, the lowest uh, vehicle on the Honda, the totem pole. But, um, it still felt like it still felt I mean, obviously, there's cheap plastics, and, yeah. and I mean, you can see, like, oh, we don't have power seats in any of our seats, and it's the freaking highest trim level on that vehicle. Yeah. But, um, but it's, but, uh, but you know, you probably are out the door under 20,000 or around 20,000, probably. Yeah, it was just over 20,000. Yeah. Which for, is for, the for vehicle, so. you know, I mean, that's pretty good with the, the decked out version, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons why we, we decided to pick it is, uh, at that time 
it kind of checked all the boxes for, uh, you know, you couldn't find it in, in the competitors' vehicles. You couldn't find having the larger display yeah. or build-in navigation, Apple CarPlay, like, all of these things. And, and so, like, I mean, it definitely has its its negatives to it. But, um, yeah. You know, I but I I think that's something that I mean, this is our first Honda that we've we've ever owned. But I would guess on saying that um, Hondas are probably pretty good with their fit and finish yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like even even the the cheaper like I think I think it's the LX models uh-huh. that are like the cheaper versions. I, I you know, you could probably just tell like, you know, they've they've spent some time with it to make it look as best as it can yeah yeah definitely yeah and i I do think the fit and finish so i'm sure if i spent every day in the model three i would because i've i've watched a lot of videos on it and people do call out some like manufacturing you know things like oh this line up out in the front doesn't exactly line up but then i look at my ford escape and that was a $35,000 car. And I'm like, yeah, none of this it lines up. Either. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, right. but like, I'm sure one of the things when you get in it, you're just kind of overwhelmed by all the coolness of it. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, it does this and it does this. And, and, um, that you, unlike a normal car and normal car in quotes, you know, <laughs> um, you're kind of used to what normal cars have to offer, like okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Here's the the knob for the heater. Here's this. Here's this. Here's the, you know, steering wheel. How is, uh, you know, um, this going to work, etc. And mm-hmm. in the Tesla, because everything is so different, they literally have to tell you how to use the turn signal. And and so while he's telling me how to turn left and turn right. I'm like, oh man, this is so different. Then I was like, no, it's not any different. Like, it's just everything is yeah. so different. Like, right. I'm you're just like, oh, that's right. Because so I kind of feel like Tesla. Um, if I spent much more time in it, I probably would see the flaws in you know they are making a quote unquote fifty or quote unquote cheap electric, right? That's fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Yeah, but they're. You know, probably its materials and stuff is probably closer to like a thirty-five thousand dollar car, right? You know, right? Um, which is still an expensive car, but I'm sure people that are buying a fifty thousand dollar BMW, like, probably don't equate the Model Three to the same BMW at that price. I don't yeah. know, but yeah, um, it, it it's weird because there's there's certain things like so there's certain details that I pick up on that I feel like nobody else would pick up on. Mm-hmm. And one of them is the thickness of the floor mats. <laughs> like, if you look at modern vehicles, their floor mats are just, like, paper thin. And I'm like, you know, back back when, you know, early 2000s or whatever, like, I felt like that wasn't a thing. Like, that yeah. wasn't a, um, you know, like, hey, let's try to make these floor mats as thin as possible. You know, it's 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 kind of ridiculous where they where they cut the corners. Uh And I I would like to see like, okay, you have a car designer and he 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 designs his car and AutoCAD or whatever. I don't even know what designers are using software wise, but then they carve it out of clay 
right? Uh-huh. Which I'm sure they never do anymore. They probably just 3D print it now. But you know, right. you, you always used to see those commercials of like uh-huh. Lexus carving or whatever out of clay or infinity or something. Um, I'm sure the designer who comes up with the awesome concept vehicle mm-hmm. and is like, this would be amazing. This would be the sweetest car ever. And then it has to go through logistics of, okay, well, we've got to use the steering wheel from the uh, Chevy Equinox. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and the knobs are from the Ford uh, Fiesta, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all, all that type of yeah. stuff, you know, but, yeah. and it's just like, cause it, it, it's a cost of economy of scale of like, now, right. you know, that's why the, supercars uh you know they're all two million dollars because everything is so custom <laughs> right right uh, so and it's not like they're not cutting corners on yeah. on any of the uh, in any of the things <laughs> but that's what was funny about um uh doug D- demuro bought that ford gt the 2007 uh, one or 2005 uh version okay and yeah. he had a problem with it and um he said one of the cool things, and actually the 2005, I think, was it 2005? Anyways, the mid-2000s Ford GT, um, they're actually yeah. going up in price quite a bit. Okay. And he says one of the great things about it is unlike another $200,000 car from 2005, it's not custom parts. So if something breaks on the car, you know, other than the engine or something, yeah, it's yeah. most likely off of another ford vehicle (laughs) so a a majority of it is fairly easy to like you know comparatively to other right two hundred thousand dollar cars is much cheaper to maintain in the long run because Uh there's millions of ford vehicles that you know well maybe not millions but you know there's thousands of ford vehicles that you might be able to find that particular part for and stuff but Uh uh, Uh i thought that was kind of interesting so yeah (laughs) So we've been um so we've been test driving back cars recently. We uh we test drove three different vehicles over the weekend. And I I always think test driving vehicles is such a weird experience because it's like you're going into this dealership and you get introduced to this complete stranger that you've never met before. And then they kind of want to know your story and you can embellish it however you want to embellish it. And then you say what car you want and, you know, they ask you kind of like um, icebreaker questions. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's such it's such a weird experience. Yeah. Like, would 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 you agree with? Yeah, with that? I, 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 I do. And I think when I got to a point because I just test drive cars so much. I think a lot it's it's to do with the attitude sometimes. Like sometimes I'll literally go in and I'll say, I want to test drive this car right here and they won't even ask me any questions. They'll just give me the keys. <laughs> and one place I was like, Hey, is Steven or whatever? You know, I was yeah. talking to a guy yeah. about a car. Never gave him my license, never gave him my insurance or anything. And right. they're like, No, right. he's off today and I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, Well yeah. and then I was like, Well, can I test drive this car here? And they're like, Sure and they gave me the keys. And um, I was like, oh, do you want my license or anything? And he's like, oh, I'm sure Steve already has all that stuff. And I was like, nope, but okay. <laughs> so yeah. I literally could have. 
<laughs> you know, stolen a car. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. But it it does feel weird, you know, doing that stuff. And I I always kind of like you know making up a story like, oh, I'm a traveling salesman. Oh, I do this type of stuff. And right. <laughs> just because, especially because I know when I'm going to buy a car. I know when I'm I'm in the mood to buy a car. I should say. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. I'm like just having fun test driving cars, I don't need to tell them anything, you know, real. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. So what what cars did you test drive? So we test drove a um, 2016 Nissan Rogue. Okay. Um, we test drove a 2017 Mazda CX-5. And then we test drove a 2018 Subaru Forester. And they're all three of those are very different vehicles, <laughs> very different experiences yep. at the dealership. Um, but believe it or not, the one, so I've always been really, I, I think the Forester has very attractive lines on the outside of it, uh-huh. but it just, it's to begin with Subarus are, are just an expensive vehicle to own in bot or expensive vehicle to buy. Yeah. But then, um, it was like the one we were test driving. It was like, it didn't have, um, it didn't have like Apple CarPlay. It was still, I mean, I I know all of this stuff is kind of trivial, but it's just like, you're spending 26 grand on a car and it doesn't have Apple CarPlay. It doesn't, you know, now do any other trims have Apple CarPlay? Like, do you have to get the, the thirty three thousand uh, dollar Forester to get it, or is it just uh... so you would have to get a brand new one? Oh, if... so, okay. so so we were test driving. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we were test driving certified pre owns. Got it. Which are essentially just off lease vehicles. Yep. Um, but yeah, if we wanted actual CarPlay um, and all of that stuff, so I, it just like. Yep, that's I how mean, they get it you. Was, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like, like I told Melissa, I said I, I, I liked it, but it just, it also just kind of didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Um, same thing with the Mazda. I mean, the Mazda. I mean, it was a nice vehicle. I yeah. mean, it was top, top trim level, like leather seating, mm-hmm. navigation, all you know. I mean, everything. It just, but it just, it, it just didn't, didn't do. I don't know. It was yeah. just, it's. It's weird. I completely and I've almost oh, I'm almost come up with uh with uh I almost feel like test driving vehicles is almost like trying on shoes. Yeah. Like you just kind of there's this kind of intrinsic you you just kind of know. Yep. Like it could have all the features in the world, but it, it just kind of comes down to like how it f- feels. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Well um I, I you know it, it seems like you're looking kind of for a CUV or crossover type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Have you, you know, ruled out just straight up cars like midsize sedans, like Honda Accord, Mazda Six, um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And our our main factor why we've we've ruled them out is because we have a tandem bicycle that we would actually like to be able to like put it on top of the vehicle and take it places. Yeah. So getting a, like a small SUV makes the most sense because then we could get a bike rack on the top of it yeah. and then actually like transport it to, to places. Yeah. 
um, instead of like just riding it out our our uh, front door. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, if if that wasn't a consideration, I I definitely think. Um, I mean, they say like you know the sedans are dead, and you know more people are buying SUVs, and I mean, I I still like sedans, but I just I mean, you can't. You can't beat the practicality nope. and, and <laughs> that I think comes that's, with a small SUV. Yeah, it's just, sorry, car lovers, uh, but yeah. Right, <laughs> right. I guess we'll just save the the coupes and sedans for the the play vehicle on, on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, of, of those three cars, and there's, there's other cars in that category. You have Honda CRV, you have Toyota RAV4. Um, but you know, like part of me was just like, you know, I don't want another Honda. Cause like, you know, I just, I don't know. Like I just, uh, this sounds silly, but I feel like owning two vehicles of the same brand <laughs> yeah. is just so freaking suburban. It just, <laughs> it just makes me want to like gag <laughs> like, Hey everybody, we got our Hondas. <laughs> How Honda you family. doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just. Yeah, I want to look outside of the box of Honda. And then then Toyota RAV4, we never test drove them, but again, with like these car manufacturers need to like take a play out off of like Tesla or Apple. Yeah. Toyota RAV4 has 10 different trim levels. Oh my god. <laughs> and so you can spend like $20,000 or you could spend $40,000 <laughs> your pick. And so I'm just like, no, like, I yeah. don't, I don't want, like, it's hard enough to make a, a decision about this, let alone try to pick through all the different <laughs> trim levels. So, so have the niece, oh, go ahead. so the Nissan and ended up being the, the winner out of it all. Yeah. Huh. Um, because number one, uh, with, like I said before, with the fit and finish, the fit and finish felt a lot more expensive than what the vehicle was. Um, you get the most features in the vehicle for the kind of the lowest price. Yeah. So, and it just, it just felt good. And I, and I think, I mean, maybe this is a little, little, uh, bias, mm -hmm. but you know, like right now I have an infinity, which is essentially Nissan's luxury brand. So there was like, just, I don't know, just some familiar, famil familiarity, mm -hmm. um, with, the, I don't know. Yeah. Like it just, it just kind of felt. It just felt good. <laughs> so, so have you? I think before you make a decision, I think you should also look at the Volkswagen Tiguan. Okay. And the Volkswagen Golf Alltrack. So okay. the Alltrack is a wagon, um, mm -hmm. but it's like one inch taller or something than the regular golf. Um, okay. You know, it's got the, what, all-wheel drive, whatever their version is and stuff. Um, right, right. But I've always felt, and I don't know if it's true with the new ones. I haven't been in them. Um, I like the way they look on the outside. But I've always felt that Volkswagen does a very good job with that fit and finish that you were talking uh -huh. about. Yeah. Um, it must be that German in Yeah, <laughs> it must be. <laughs> Uh, you know, but here's, this is hilarious. Talk about <laughs> trim options. The T1. <laughs> okay. Has, uh, 10 different trim options. Gee, like why? 
Like, why? I just want to know why yes. the car manufacturers think that's a good idea. Yeah. So it starts out at twenty four two nine five and ends okay. and, and ends at thirty eight eight nine five. Like, why isn't that f- three different models? Yeah, here's a twenty five thousand dollar one. Here's a thirty nine thousand dollar one. Here's the thirty thousand dollar one. Bam, <laughs> small, medium, large, yeah. whatever you want to call it, <laughs> stuff. But right, right. <laughs> yeah, that just drives me crazy because I just. I I feel like that's just a failure on, like, some departments, you know, like, there's no way they think that's a good idea for consumers. <sighs> like, hey, let's offer 10 different trim levels. Like, that just doesn't seem, yeah. it, seem right. One of the greatest things Steve Jobs did when he came back to Apple in 96 or 97, whenever it was, was he cut products. Apple had mm-hmm. too many products. Too right. many versions that people are confused by. Too many of this, and he said we need a you know a small, medium, large. You know we need a pro version, we need a medium one, and we need like a, an entry level one. And I I think that was one of the smartest things anybody's ever done. And I'm sure there are billion numbers in the financial department of Volkswagen saying, "Hey, um, we really need this second version of this car." <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's just I. Uh, it's kind of mind blowing. I'm looking at the. Okay, so here's the main difference. I guess it's not as bad as it initially looked. But still seems kind of messed up. So they have of the Tiguan 2.0 liter or t- t- 2.0 T. Um, they have the S model, which is their lowest, but then they have S with four motion. So okay. I'm guessing literally the only difference between these two models is. You have the S, which is front-wheel drive, I'm guessing, and then their four-wheel drive version. Like, why uh-huh. isn't that just a... If that's the only difference, why isn't that a, an option that you can add on the S? You know, and maybe you can. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like... I'm just looking at this, and I'm like, I have no idea what I want. There's one change for each, like, incremental thing. Oh, this went up to an 8-inch eight, eight touchscreen versus a 6.5. Oh, well, we've lost the 8-inch touchscreen, so I guess that's... All of them have the 8-inch touchscreen now. Now we're on... <laughs> You know, adaptive cruise control is one thing. Right. Like, why isn't that just right. an option when I go to buy the S? Like, make me let me <laughs> find a version with a thousand things of it. It's just yeah, it's yeah. It's, it, I don't know. It, I completely agree with you. Um, it's annoying, but I, I well, it's yeah. it's funny because like, um, when we're in the Subaru dealership. You know, typically they'll they'll ask you questions like, do you have like, do you like leather seating? Do you want, you know, whatever. And um, the guy, the guy was just like, well, do you want powered seats? (laughs) And I was just like, well, yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, okay, well, you need to step up to the uh, the premium level to get powered seats because all the models under the premium level don't have (laughs) powered seats. And I'm like, what is the deal with this whole powered seats lately with vehicles like? They're like, hey, Jim, in accounting, if we cut out these power seats, yeah. we can probably save 2% on the car margin. So I just, it, it drives me crazy. Well, I was I was telling my parents, I was like, what what's the next thing? They're going to go back to crank windows. <laughs> like, hey, hey, do, do you want cr- powered windows? Because you got to go up to the super duper deluxe yeah. package to, you know, to, to get that. <laughs> my uh, 93 Tempo had uh, powered seats. <laughs> well it's it's weird and it wasn't because, even the so, high-end version <laughs> yeah well so like we 
So we we test drove this this uh, Rogue, which it's the it's the luxury model, like the lu- luxury trim level. So, you know, it has powered seats for the driver, yeah. but passenger doesn't have powered seats. Yeah, that's how my escape is. Uh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I have powered seats, and yeah, Katie's is. Just I, I think that's like my new pet peeve: is freaking powered <laughs> seats in vehicles. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. One thing I definitely want in my next vehicle is a it doesn't happen so much anymore because katie and i were a one car family for a few years uh-huh. um, but the most annoying thing would be like she would get in and you know move the seats around and stuff um, yeah and i'd get in and have to move it back and vice versa so what no matter what i want to make sure my next vehicle has the memory stuff so i can be like oh, i'm yeah. in, i'm person a and that's what the yeah. Tesla, you're actually Michael. And so when your phone, because your phone's your key, okay. so all your stuff is set up. So if you change the mirrors this way, you do this, do this. When you walk up with your phone, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't confirm if, like, Katie has an account, too, and we both have our phones. Like, you know, who does it ask you on the screen? It's like, who's going to be driving? Right, right. But it, it will, like, if, if it's just me getting in the car, it knows when I open the car door, it'll go ahead and go... And adjust everything. Like, there's no hitting a button. There's no doing all that yeah. stuff. It just knows because my phone is the key. Um, and uh, yeah, I was like, oh, that's awesome. I, <clears throat> I, I definitely want my next car, which probably will be my next car. Will either be a Tesla Model Three, as uh-huh. long as Tesla, you know, the company still exists and right. you know, doesn't mess up too much. But I, I think that's a separate conversation. Um, yeah, and or a Subaru Outback. <laughs> yeah because i i just feel like my utilitarian stuff that i want to do like i need to tow once every two years a big trailer <laughs> yeah <laughs> and what's hilarious is the model three can definitely tow as much as my <laughs> ford escape right. but it just seems weird for me that a car tow you know so like that's why yeah. i kind of want yeah. this escape so anyways i'm years off from having a car my last car lasted me 11 years i'm hoping yeah the escape i'm knock on wood will at least last me eight years you know without yeah. any major issues so right, um, right who knows what the car landscape will be like in <clears throat> a few years but um yeah because have you seen this new electric truck um i yes i i have i've i've seen the pictures of it and stuff. Uh, what's it called um starts with an f i believe and um jeff bezos just invested in it as well i sent it to my brother let me find it because i thought it looked pretty cool i was like ooh, <laughs> yeah here we go it's called um rivian i'll post this in the uh, show notes so you can see it um i'll text it to you too Okay, but I don't know. It kind of looks cool to me. I'm sure the final product won't look anything like it, but right, <laughs> right. I was like, you know, it goes supposedly their stats are goes up to <laughs> 400 plus miles on a charge, yeah. um, zero to sixty in three seconds. I love that. That's a <laughs> a thing. Wait, <laughs> it has a waiting depth of three feet, ah, which is kind of crazy if you think good. about it. There's no um like exhaust right so right like, right so you don't need a snorkel yeah. or anything <laughs> so you could potentially like if everything was like water yeah. water tight yeah you could potentially just freaking like drive it yeah in super deep water <laughs> i don't know how much traction you get nope. on, on the bottom yeah, of the probably not. <laughs> river <laughs> oh shit 
<laughs> I'm gonna send you this photo that Katie just sent me. So we just built the baby okay. bed, and okay. look where Bandit already is. <laughs> I gotta show Melissa that. That's fucking hilarious. He's like, "Oh, thanks for this new bed for me." <laughs> oh man. But I don't know. Like, so how how close do you think you are to making a decision on a new car? Because the reason uh, the reason you're getting a new cars, your your current cars, it's an older car. You love it. You're not going to get rid of it. But it's getting to the point where you probably right. shouldn't put a ton of miles on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so how close are we? Uh, I mean, we're we're within a couple days. Oh yeah, pulling wow. the tr- pulling the trigger of it. Okay, yeah. I I would definitely recommend. Yeah, just just seeking out a Tiguan or one of those uh, golf all tracks just to see. Okay. Um. Okay. Because who knows you might hate them but it might also right. be like oh you know maybe that yeah. like sparks that feeling that uh you you know you look for and stuff yeah yeah uh, and you know what i remember uh watching a video it was a jay leno's garage and i remember like he said it best is um i forget what he was driving he was uh, maybe he was driving the new 4 gt or something like that but he said, like, when you get to that, when you get to, like, you can afford anything, he said, you know, it it, it doesn't matter. Like, at that point, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a $2 million car <laughs> or a $20,000 car. If it doesn't feel good, like, if, if it doesn't, it, when you're sitting behind the wheel, if it just doesn't feel right, it's not the right car for you. And so I thought that was like very profound. Like, you know, you you think like the the scale of, um, you know, you're spending more money, everything's going to be better. Every you know, yeah. and and the truth is, like, you could get you could go test drive a three hundred thousand dollar car, and you'd be like, ugh, you know, <laughs> like this is, I can't believe people would spend three hundred grand on this, yeah. you know. And so I think there's this, like I was saying before, like just just this this kind of intrinsic, like you just kind of, it just has to feel right, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and of the, the cars that we, of the three cars we test drove, the Nissan definitely felt the, the best out of all of them, I would say. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a good one. That's funny. Like we flip flopped. So my first beer was a bottle and yours was a can. And now you have a bottle and I have a can. <laughs> what are you drinking now? So I am drinking uh, the Terrapin um, Hopsecutioner. So it's it one of the reasons why I actually picked this uh-huh. um, when I when I was picking out beers is I I like the 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 labels turned and I saw Athens and i was like huh i've never heard of this terrapin brewery in athens like, Ooh. And athens georgia okay <laughs> i just realized you know our thousands of listeners in athens georgia probably every single time they hear me mess- <clears throat> mention athens they're like uh-huh. god damn it quick quit just saying athens you got to put a qualifier yeah. on it <laughs> right Oh, so so what's uh what's your number two tonight? Uh my number two is Thirsty Dog Brewing Company, Old Leg Humper. Oh. Yeah. And um 
Old Lake Humper. Actually, where is Old Lake Humper out of? I know it's out of uh, Ohio. I think it's Akron. But um, all their labels are at least um, a majority of their labels are like real world pictures um, with actual dogs like of people they know or uh-huh. type of things, you know, and they've even had like contests at different brew weeks I've been to where if you have a dog yeah. contest and your dog wins, it'll their next beer will be named after it or something. But uh, right. But right. yeah, it's a it's a robust porter. It's pretty good. Um, it's, it's dark, dark brown, um, but, you know pretty good the slogan on it is so many legs so little time (laughs) (laughs) so what do you like to do when you drive uh you like to listen to music i know but what are some of your like i don't know favorite things to listen to when you're driving do you have different moods like oh it's work yeah yeah i'm just getting to work i'm just going for a cruise mood that's a great way to put it different mood different music for different moods um yeah so so for some reason um ever since kind of it started getting cold and and snowy and stuff um we have a classical station up here in columbus um and i've just that's what i listen to on the way to work is i just listen to classical (laughs) music um and i you're like I'm. I drive yeah. infinity. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> mm. But um, yeah. It's, Do you know what the station? Uh, it's is? it's actually uh, 101. It's oh 101. Yeah, 101.1. It's it's CD 101's uh, old uh, station, but it's called uh. Classical 101. But I think it's just it's something to do with like you know it's still kind of early and it's just I don't know like it just yeah it's just nice and light and you know yeah. I I I like that there's there's really no um like talking heads because so so much morning mm-hmm. radio is just looks like you know and so it's just yeah you put it on and I mean yeah I have Spotify and stuff like that but I mean it kind of goes back to the 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 conversation we were having in a previous episode where like sometimes you just don't want to think about what music you want to play. You just want to pick a station yeah. and let it do the work for you. Um, so usually that's, that's what I do in the mornings, but, um, but yeah. Do you, do you remember, and I don't, <laughs> but do you remember the first time you got your license and the first drive you went on, and what music you were having playing. Mm. <laughs> do you remember any of that I, moment? Like yeah. I'm, you know. <laughs> so I do remember. It wasn't. It wasn't like right when I got my license, but it, it couldn't have been too far afterwards. But I remember I listened to Three Eleven just uh, released like a greatest hits album. And I remember going on this super long drive, like probably an hour long drive. Like I, I basically drove down to Circleville and back. Um, (laughs) and I just remember listening to like that, that whole 311 album. (laughs) Does that sound like it would have been around 2003, 2004? 311's greatest hits. Yeah, I'm trying to like think, yeah. That's, I, yeah, uh, I think. Well, it was. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, probably opened up with, opened up with down. Yeah. 
But anyways, that's so uh, that yeah. that's probably one of, you know what? I would say that's probably one of my earliest memories of just being by myself driving, of of yeah. just being in the car, and my mom's PT Cruiser, and <laughs> rocking out to three eleven. Poor PT Cruiser. Reddit makes fun of so much. <laughs> yeah, I I see some of them still zipping around town, and it's just like, man, talk talk I about get, fall I, from grace with that car. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I kind of get it though, because like it never really reached its potential, uh-huh. right? Like it should have been like a little hot rod right, or something, right. you know, with like an engine the twice the size, but it had a Dodge Neon engine, and yeah, you know, I don't know, like. another perfect example of I bet the designer of it had this awesome concept in mind and it was so sweet and he was like it needs to be 300 horsepower blah 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 and all this and then when um, was it Chrysler that owned PT Cruiser yeah it was uh, yeah yeah um, I bet they were like, okay, yeah, this is great. Yeah, we'll make a ton of money off this. Okay, let's repurpose the Dodge yeah. Neon, and you know, like, <laughs> and he's like, right, no. right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't remember my first like cruising. Um, I was definitely the first of my friends at the time to drive, uh-huh. so I know I would drive Dustin around, um, and so I like have very vivid. They're all mixed together, but memories of us driving uh-huh. around listening to the album uh by dada called uh-huh. puzzle and uh just like i don't know uh, sometimes now i will still like put that album on when i'm driving just to get like the kind of nostalgia right. feels a right. little bit you know but i can't remember i remember getting my license but i don't remember like immediately being like okay i'm taking the car right. you know I, I think the the expectation was like well just because you have your license doesn't mean you you know do what you want because i didn't have a car I, my, I, my dad had he was the main driver of the ford tempo okay. at the time so my dad had the ford tempo my mom had the the oldsmobile uh uh, was it the Cutlass Supreme at the time? Um, <laughs> I don't think it was the Cutlass Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> Old, uh, let's Oldsmobile. see, because I think it was that would have been that would have been ninety six. Um, yeah, I think. Yep. Let me see the ninety six model. Uh, let's see, because I, I oh I, man, well she did have a cut <laughs> cutlass. <laughs> yep, I'm pretty. Yeah, that was it. It was a ninety ninety five. <laughs> That's awesome. So that that so yeah. ninety six was was that was the year that you started driving. Yeah, yeah, ninety six. Let's see. Yeah, because I was. Um, no, wait, that would have been ninety seven. Maybe it wasn't the Cutlass. What did they have? It wasn't a Cutlass. It was an Oldsmobile, but it kind of looked like this fifth generation uh-huh, Oldsmobile here. Uh-huh. Maybe they all just looked the same. Um, <laughs> but anyways, like, so she had the quote unquote fancy car. Uh-huh. You know, um, my dad had the Ford Tempo, so there was no like. I came out and there was a big bow around a car and stuff. So I, I had to ask my dad if I could borrow yeah. this car, and I remember putting in like three dollars and it filling up so much <laughs> because gas was eighty nine cents a gallon. Yeah. You know, in the mid nineties, yeah. mid to late nineties. So stuff. I just I just but, did a quick Google search of hit songs in ninety seven. So these are the some some of the tunes you would have been rocking to, Barbie Girl. By Aqua, <laughs> Mbop by Hanson, um, 
You have Four Seasons of Loneliness, Boys to Men, Candle in the Wind, Elton John. Oh, that must have been when Princess Di yeah. died. That's funny. <laughs> that's that's. Awesome. I just, I just, um, I, now I'm imagining you driving around. And it's like, <laughs> well, no, yeah, that makes sense because I got my license my sophomore uh-huh. year, and I remember when Hanson came out. It was like the end of my freshman year, and my friend Roach, like, <clears throat> you know was jokingly serious that we should all go up because they were playing city center in downtown Columbus, like at the mall and he wanted to go like see them like (laughs) and he's like let's just skip school and it you know it was kind of like tongue-in-cheek but at the same time it was kind of serious he was just like well one they're like a good band you know they just write like poppy shit for being 15 year olds or whatever and stuff but he's like plus he's like dude think of all the girls that'll be there it's like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) you're like this guy's going places he can think on a different level ah man and jewel was out then that was when she was like peak jewel with like foolish games and you were meant for me oh man yeah she was like so in my mind jewel is so much older than me at that uh-huh. time, but she was like 21 or 22 huh. when those songs were out. Huh. That like like now that I think about that, I'm like she felt like she was 30, right? Something to right. Me, but I've, I I think I think yeah. it's like it's one of those things where you you look at um, even now like every like every now and then um, like I'll be like wait they're how old. You know, like I, I, I recently did that with Taylor Swift. Like for some reason, I, I know she's younger than me, but I, like for I thought she was like maybe a year or something like that. And then I'm like, wait a minute, like she's how old? <laughs> Holy shit! You know, like she's, she is like way younger than me. You know, but I guess she was yeah. like probably what sixteen, seventeen when her first song came out or something. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. She's yeah, I I don't know. It's weird looking back at musicians and artists and stuff and being like, "Holy snikes, I'm 15 years older than they were right now." Yeah, you know, yeah. or whatever it may be. But uh it, it, I don't know. It's something that like it's it's kind of sad as as I've gotten older, I've listened to um less music over mm-hmm. time. Like I'll still uh, like from I would say ninety, from when I was in second or third grade, when I got my first cassette player, then my first CD player, up through, you know, being twenty five, yeah. it was music all the time. If I was working, I had like headphones on. Mm-hmm. If it was you know doing other stuff, right. I, I was constantly listening to music, constantly loving finding new bands uh-huh. and stuff. And then podcasts came along, and like I hate it, but they've kind of. Com- completely replaced it for right. me because like you know instead of this like radio talking head thing even though it's still talking heads it's like it's about subjects that i want to know more yeah. about or something yeah and and i every now and then it's funny because i'll be like you know what? i can't be listening to a podcast now i just need to focus on this thing and i need to be kind of creative so i'll text dustin or i'll text roach and i'll be like hey give me Give me an album that can focus on Friday night or Friday afternoon, and it's raining yeah. right now. And then, like, whoever texts me whatever first, I'll be like, boom. And then I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll rock yeah. it and stuff. But <clears throat> so when you used to drive a ton, 
um, you did you listen to podcasts or or was it like a, a a mixture at that time? Like, what do you mean when I like like when you were coming up to to Lancaster every every week and you know making multiple trips yeah. and stuff like that? Um, most of the time. It was either an audiobook okay. um, or podcast, probably. Okay. And, and then if we had a show, like I would always make the playlist of the show, right. and I would listen to the actual versions. Right. And I would do that for like two weeks before our uh-huh. show. So, you know, and it was just really to get my like, hey, this is what the song should feel like. This is the lyrics, you know, cause so I won't forget right. Tom Petty lyrics for the 10,000th time, you know, like... <laughs> All that yeah. stuff, but most of the time, I do remember. Like, I did get really into audiobooks um, quite a bit in two thousand six ish, and because uh, when I was young, I used to be a big book reader, uh, and then I don't know. I think video games happened, and they kind of replaced my <laughs> uh, desire to read mm-hmm, books and stuff mm-hmm. but so audiobooks are kind of good there. But and I'll I'll still do music. Like sometimes I'll just put on. Um, you know, a radio station or Pandora or even my own music or something and just play. But it, it's definitely something that I've I've lost I've lost the feeling yeah. for, I should yeah. say. Where like you are listening to music, you know, even though it's different, um, the classical station on your way to work, I wouldn't even contemplate uh that yeah. in the morning. Yeah. You know, if the only way would be like, oh, my podcasts are out. Okay, I'll put on the radio now, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll be like, okay, I'll listen to the whatever hits are out. There right. Stuff, but. Yeah, it, it's it's weird kind of how the, you know, what you what you listen in in the car changes. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember this was I mean, this was probably like back in um 2005 when I would commute down to Hawking um, every day for school I would be like listening to like just like that's what I would call my, like when I was in like my metal phase <laughs> yeah so I was just like listening to like some just like you know blow the fucking windows out type of things you know like just <laughs> Slipknot and and uh um man who else did i listen to lincoln park tool tool you know just and i just remember i'd just be like just blasting it like just (laughs) blasting it the whole way down i gotta get those i know (laughs) (laughs) and like i just i like the juxtaposition of that and then me driving to work and it's just like I'm telling you, it's all the car, man. I know. You were <laughs> you felt the I need know. for I just I got I gotta add a level of sophistication that Uh-huh. I it's funny. Um I guess Tool's been uh what's the main link singer's name? Uh, Menard. Yeah. Menard. Yeah. Menard or something. Uh he's been saying the next album is like gonna be ready in like a month. Okay. For like five years. So it's like a running gag now with their uh-huh. fans that uh-huh. like and then people are like, No, I'm serious. He said it's gonna be spring and they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Jeez. <laughs> <clears throat> so Kevin, if you had Back to the Jay Leno thing, where he said, you know, once you, 
have money and you can buy anything like you know it doesn't matter unless it like feels right. right so do you have a dream car in mind this will be a two-part question one do you have a dream car in mind okay. if money was no right. option and two would you feel bad if you got in it and bought it and you were like i hate this <laughs> so I'll, I'll start with the second question first I don't think I would feel bad if I ended up hating a really expensive car because I knew, especially with like really high end cars, they usually hold their value like a lot, a lot longer than, than typical cars. So I could probably Mm -hmm. like, if I wanted to get rid of it, like right away, I could probably get back out of it what I had in it. So I don't think I would – I think it would be more of a disappointment of a car that maybe I had lusted after for a really long time and then finally could afford it and then realized that it just wasn't for me. Yeah. I think I think that would be more of the, the disappointment than, you know, just not, you know, not liking it. Yeah, that makes sense. That's like – that's like, you know – Say that your dream car was BMW N5, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't know how much they are, but let's say a hundred thousand um, dollars. What you make now, you probably shouldn't be buying an M5, mm-hmm. you know. But let's say that for ten years you were like Melissa, I'm saving up for an M5, right? <laughs> you know, like right. and, you know, I'm I'm planning on this. I'm not buying new cars. I'm not yeah. buying this. It's, yeah, like I'm I, I want to. I'm going to pay car. cash for it when when I can buy it. You know, <laughs> yeah. And then you buy it, and it's just, you know, I don't know what. You know, it's just, like, horrible, yeah. or you're like, oh, my God, what am right, I Right, right. <laughs> it has all these, like, weird quirks about it. You're just like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that would be yeah. rough. But I think if you're, like, super mega rich and you buy a car and you don't like it, you're like, whatever, I'll just buy another one. You right. know, like, <laughs> right. it's like, it becomes such a, like, oh, that doesn't matter to me anymore and mm-hmm. stuff, because... Um, I, I remember, um, in the eighties, the Lamborghini Countach was like the, the car you okay. know, that was like lusted yeah. after. And for some reason, I never liked the Countach. I always liked the Lamborghini. Um, was it the Di- Diablo? Diablo? Yeah. Yeah. The Diablo. <laughs> and I think it's cause I had a t-shirt with it on there. <laughs> but for me, the Diablo was like, Oh, and I'm super rich. I'm going to be buying the Lamborghini Diablo, which I wonder, like, how much they'd be right now if, like, you had to buy one. You know what? There is a there's a, a YouTuber that bought a Diablo. Um, it was bright yellow Diablo, and it just has nothing but problems. Just <laughs> constant. And so that that's the funny thing with, like, older vehicles like that. It's like you have to be able to afford to just constantly keep them maintained because the thing was always like breaking down. And yeah. then um, he parked it somewhere and somebody like fucking keyed it like on the side. And that yeah, sucks. it just, yeah. And so I think he, fi- I'm, I think he still has it, but but yeah, he was just saying like, you know, and of course it's a Lamborghini, so you have to have like Lamborghini work on it. Like you can't yeah, you yeah. can't take it to 
Joe's repair shop because number <laughs> one, if it's a classic like that, they want full documentation of like who's worked yep. on it, all of that stuff. So yeah, I mean, it's just thousands and thousands of dollars of, of repairs that go into it. But, <laughs> um, and then you could just be like Jay Leno and he has a full-time staff. That's <laughs> their job is to just keep the cars maintained is, which I think would be pretty awesome to be like, yeah, I'm Jay Leno's uh, mechanic, you know. <laughs> How much do you think his mechanic makes? I would hope that his mechanic makes like 80, 90 grand a year. Yeah. That's, that's what I would hope because. I mean, do you think it's probably even more than that? It, you know what? Um, it might be like it could very well might be. Just because I'm sure some of those mechanics that are like, you know, that high end, Mm -hmm. they have to be kind of sought after. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially the people that can work on the the exotics, you know, because there's all kinds of. um... So how, how does Jay Leno search for that, though? Okay, you need to have knowledge of exotics. Of 1900 electronic <laughs> cars, <laughs> 1830s steam engines. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think I think after yeah after a while you just you know you you're just able to find the the right person. I I'm pretty sure his his like head mechanic person has been with him a really long time at this point. Um, oh yeah. But I I, I, I remember mean. watching a thing. Um, because Jay Leno recently launched a, a car care um, um, products. So there's like uh-huh. Jay Leno's garage car soap and Jay Leno's garage oh, wax and all, yeah. all of this stuff. And so all these like influencers like went out to Jay Leno's um, uh, shop and, you know, film video and stuff. So I was watching some of these videos of, of these people that were like, you know, do, you know, doing it on their G seven X, you know, going around Jay Leno's, garage and he has like i think it's like two hundred thousand dollars it's a it's a literally fabrication machine where so like some of the like old like early 1900s cars like you just can't get parts for them like that just it doesn't Uh exist so he has like this huge like water jet cnc machine that they just like okay well we'll just make the part ourselves instead of like trying to like track it down through collectors and stuff so i thought yeah. i thought that was pretty cool it's like he has his he's just like oh i need a part i'll just make it myself you know <laughs> <laughs> man i wonder what has he has he ever revealed or has anyone ever compiled how much his car collection is worth not that i know of um but i'm i would imagine that's some of those old older cars like the he has like the steam powered car and you know old uh, packards and and bentleys and rolls royces and stuff like that like those have to just be just insanely like in in the millions of dollars so i'm sure i'm yeah. sure his collection is probably in the hundreds of millions if I, if i had to guess mm-hmm. But well, you know what's sad is I just um there was that uh, Corvette dealership that opened in Canal Winchester. Yeah. You know that guy that what was his name that owned like John was telling me, sorry, Rich <coughs> Rich John was telling me 
that the guy that owned that had two versions of every single Corvette. Okay. Um, and that was like his mantra. Uh-huh. You know, he might sell uh-huh. them and stuff, but he always had to have two different versions right. of it. And so he builds this Corvette museum in Canal Winchester. And then he dies. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just this giant empty car museum now because his family sold all the uh, Corvettes. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. There's nothing there. And I, I don't know if it's because in his will, he was just like, hey, I'm dead. You can do what you right, want and stuff. But right. it just, it seems so weird. And maybe they couldn't afford it because it definitely was a passion project, yeah, you know, yeah. to have this Corvette museum uh-huh. of, you know, like all his cars and stuff. So, yeah, there's just this massive, huge building that's sitting empty and people can't lease it because it's literally made to just house i don't know hundreds of cars (laughs) you know um and that's it uh but it's not really made to like sell cars so it's not there wouldn't be a dealership there you know i don't know it's just this strange um thing that's that's bizarre see like so we'll we'll meet up with with my parents and and canal at shades and that that museum sits right there and this whole time, until you just told me this, I thought that was filled with cars. Like I thought that was like you you nope. you pay your twenty dollars yeah. and you go see all these classic Corvettes. I had no idea yeah. that it just sits empty. Yep. Yeah, like finding a review. It's funny. Uh, uh, Bob Bob McNorman yeah. was his name. Yeah. Automotive Museum, one star. So this person literally reviewed the place. Went to the museum today. It is permanently closed. <laughs> like why would you rent that just mark it as closed you don't need to give it right, one star right <laughs> like i kind of want to log in now and give it five stars just to like <laughs> say hey it's an awesome empty building <laughs> oh man that's crazy yeah, but so yeah so so do you have uh if 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 you had all the money in the world right now do you have a car that you would you would uh pursue you would chase probably so i've never been a huge like uh, when i see these crazy expensive mclarens or all these cars mm-hmm. they'd be cool to drive yeah. for a day i think but i wouldn't want to um own one you know i would just i don't know I, i'm sure if i was mega super mega rich uh-huh. i would not care and i just own everything but I think a car that I would really like having, and I think it'd be cool to have, is the Ford GT. Um, I don't know what it is about it. I think I like the fact that Ford um, has their name on it. Yeah. It's not like they came up with a brand new name. Right, like, right. like a luxury brand wasn't... or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, so that's just kind of cool to me. Um, you have like your Ford GT and then right beside it, you have your Ford Focus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and then I become, I become the ultimate suburban person. It's yeah. like, <laughs> here's my $30,000 right. car and here's my like whatever. I mean, they're like $500,000 yeah. now. Yeah. Not even, but, you well, know. <laughs> it, it was funny because like there was, so our listeners might not know this, but a lot of times these really expensive cars you have to get what they call an allocation to even be able to purchase one. So the Ford GT, the newest one, was really, really stingy about who they gave the allocations to because they didn't want to give the allocations to people that were just going to turn around and sell them. 
Um, mm-hmm. They wanted to really give them to like car enthusiasts and collectors and stuff like that. So there was a lot of people on there that just they couldn't. I mean, they were like, I'll give you cash for this car. And that still doesn't matter. They can't get an allocation for the car because you you basically have to be invited to buy the car, you know, before you can even before you can even buy the car. Um, So the Ford GT was was one that was was um, particularly like, um, you know, you they don't want just someone that's going to just like flip them, essentially. Um, so like Jay Leno got one because they knew how passionate he was. Um, I can't think of his first name. Uh, Maguire's, um, he's the owner of Maguire's like polishes and stuff like that. He got one. Um, but anyways, it's just, it was, it was really, really interesting with that. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, but I think, um, cause I still haven't answered your question with, with what would be my dream car right now. I think so. My dream car constantly changes and I think it it constantly changes based on like what I'm looking at, like the, you know, the car culture and all that stuff. So right now it seems like McLaren has really kind of hit their stride with, with some of their vehicles and so they just recently released the McLaren 720S Spider, which uh-huh. I mean, it just it looks super badass. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I don't know. Like I mean, at, with all these supercars, it's like it doesn't matter. Like they're they're zero to sixty. It doesn't matter. They're they're all they're, they're just ridiculous, you know. <laughs> so I think it just it comes down to looks at that point, you know. Like it just. Yeah. So I'll uh I'll link the the website um in the show notes but it just it's I don't know it just it just reminds me of something that um oh I can't think of his name who's the um Iron Man who's his name um Robert Downey Jr. Yeah but like what's his oh Tony Stark Yeah Tony Stark like this new McLaren is like what Tony Stark would drive. Well, I think that's a good time as any. What do you think, Kevin? Are you ready for another? 